It's Miss Melissa, the bathtub mermaid, and you are listening to Tales from the Tub. Hey, this is Miss Melissa. Uh, it's been a while since I've recorded anything, and if you can hear, I'm still kind of scratchy from a recent sinus infection. I'm also living in chaos, but I didn't want to let the month of November go by without sharing at least something. So, here we are at the last minutes of November, and I am offering you two stories. The first one is called Shadow, and the second one is called La Señora de la Luna, the Lady of the Moon. Enjoy! Shadow I have a little shadow that goes in and out with me, and what could be the use of him is more than I can see. He is very, very like me from his toes up to his head, and I see him jump before me when I jump into my bed. The words of the old Robert Louis Stevenson poem circle through my head in my grandmother's voice. She used to make me recite them at night, not just my shadow, but all those children's verses. We would recite them with Grandpa too, to help keep his brain stimulated the old woman would say. In my innocence, I had no idea they were meant to be protective spells. I would just become entranced by the rhythms and the rhymes and the time spent one-on-one -on -one with the old woman. The images would swirl around in my imagination, but I never paid attention to the meanings of the words. I also had no idea that my grandfather was slowly slipping away from us as Alzheimer's ate his brain. Some days... He couldn't remember how the percolator worked. Other days, he couldn't remember my name. Then there was the night of the big storm. The power went out, and the world felt deadly still without the usual electrical hum that most of us don't notice till it's gone. I saw my grandfather downstairs, checking to make sure all the storm doors were shut and the windows closed and latched. It struck me as a comforting scene, until the lightning flashed outside and cast his shadow, his true shadow, on the wall near my bedroom door. Looking down, I caught the old man staring up at me the way I'd have stared at a chocolate ice cream cone with sprinkles from Carvel. As if I wasn't human. As if I were food. And his shadow... It looked more like that creature from Alien than the old man who happily hunkered down on the floor and played trains with me just a few hours before. And it? It was looking at me, too, the way a predator analyzes its prey. Get to bed! Grandma came out of nowhere to push me back into my room and slam the door shut. You must never let Grandpa's shadow touch you! Unspoken was the other half of the admonition the half I was still too young to hear, and never let your shadow cover anyone else. Sitting in my bed, in the dark, I noticed that my grandmother's shadow wasn't with mine, that only my form showed in silhouette on the bedroom wall. Through the crack under the door I saw flickering light and comprehension dawned. Her shadow was out there, defending me from my own grandfather's inner demon. Recite! she ordered, though there was affection beneath her commanding tone. How do you like to go up in a swing? Up in the air so blue, I dutifully continued. Oh, I do think it the pleasantest thing ever a child could do. The words calmed me. I imagined myself swinging away from the weird shadow battle to a place of peace and light. When the storm ended and the power returned, Grandpa came to check on us. I looked at the wall and saw the lamplight throwing only the expected human forms of all of us there. 
Grandma smiled at him and said, It's all right now. And we all went on as if everything was the same as before. Except, I am different. I know things now. The shadow curse runs in my family. I learned that later. But it's been steadily weakening from generation to generation. And the rhymes, they protect us and repel the monsters. If that seems a bit far-fetched, consider. Ring around the rosy defines the symptoms of a plague, and this old man warns us about a pedophile. Here we go round the mulberry bush, on the other hand, refers to how female prisoners once got their exercise. My own demon shadow is a rare visitor, a puny and ineffectual thing compared to my grandfather's beast. Still... When the weather guy on TV warns of an impending storm, I sit on my daughter's bed, take the video game out of her tiny hands, and teach her a rhyme. The funniest thing about him is the way he likes to grow, not at all like proper children, which is always very slow, for he sometimes shoots up taller like an India rubber ball, and he sometimes gets so little that there's none of him at all. None of him at all. Perhaps by the time my daughter has children, it will be so. La Signora della Luna, the Lady of the Moon. When I was little, my grandmother kept the moon in a glass on her bedside table. She kept her teeth in another glass right next to it. I always wondered what would happen if she mixed them up and put the moon in with the fizzy tablet that cleaned her teeth. Would it wipe away all the craters, chase away the mares, and level the Archimedes mountains? But she never mixed the glasses. I asked her once why she trapped the moon that way. She told me that after my grandfather left this world, she was lonely. During the day, she had friends and neighbors to visit with, and family to talk to on the phone. But in the deep darkness, after bedtime, she missed having someone right there, with their head on the pillow next to hers, to share her thoughts with. But... Don't people miss the moon when you have it in the glass? I'd asked. Oh, no, she said, because the moon isn't just the moon. It's the quiet listener we all need from time to time. I have the moon in this glass, and we talk, and then the moon goes to the next person who needs it, and I drink the moon water. She paused and smiled at me, and her teeth were shiny in her mouth, in a way they never were in the glass. The moon water is what makes it possible. Your grandfather used to snatch the moon from the sky when he was away at war and keep it in his canteen. He didn't. He did. He sent me a drawing of it once. I think it's in the bottom drawer of my bureau. I went to the bottom drawer, the one where my grandmother kept her treasures and found the manila envelope of my grandfather's drawings. We never found the picture of the moon in his canteen, but we flipped through pages showing the anatomy of flowers and insects in textbook detail, and a sketch he drew of my grandmother when they were young and newly married. He'd written La Signora de la Luna in the top margin. It meant Lady of the Moon. Would the moon listen to me if I needed it to? Maybe. My grandmother rarely gave definitive answers. If the mood was right and you asked politely course I resolved to ask. I tried and tried, constantly that summer and less frequently as the years turned and I grew older. In time, I forgot all about the moon being in my grandmother's water glass, and when I did remember, I assumed it was a trick of the light. 
a reflection shining through her window. But after she left this world to go be with my grandfather again, I found the thick, heavy glass and a box of things to be donated, and I asked my mother if I could have it. I guess so, she said, puzzlement in her voice, but it's just one glass. We were never sure, but we think she took it from the officers' club dining room. That didn't surprise me. My grandmother had many mysterious acquisitions among her belongings. A tiny milk pitcher from a favorite bed and breakfast, one purple satin shoe, a pair of gold bracelets that didn't seem big enough for even her tiny wrist, yet somehow magically she managed to wear. A stray glass was nothing by comparison. Except that I knew the secret. Alone at home, a year and a day after her funeral, I filled that glass with water and put it on my bedside table. I wasn't even thinking about a possible lunar visitation. I just remembered that it had been hers. That night, I dreamed of my grandmother, not the way she'd been in the last years before her death, but vibrant and relatively young the way she'd been when I was little. Her cheeks were barely lined then, and her eyes were bright and shining. She didn't speak to me, but I felt the edge of the bed dip when she sat down, and I smiled at the touch of her cool fingers on my forehead. I woke up to dim light, certain that I could detect her rose-scented perfume in my room. Reaching for the water glass on my table, I froze, because instead of just water, the moon was there, just floating, as if it belonged there instead of the sky. Moon water doesn't taste any different from plain old drinking water, I discovered later. But drinking it makes you feel lighter inside. It's as if gravity isn't pulling on you quite as hard as it should. And the moon? Well, it's an excellent listener. It never talks back, of course, but the next morning I always wake up with an answer to whatever problem I had told it about. I bet if I had a lover who could draw, instead of one who played music, he'd call me the lady of the moon now. And I guess that's how it should be. I don't have a granddaughter to pass my legacy to, but... One of my nieces has the soul of a dreamer. Maybe I'll ask her what she sees in the glass next time she spends the night. My grandmother used to keep the moon in a glass of water on her bedside table. Now, it's my turn. The Bathtub Mermaid Tales from the Tub is written and produced by Melissa A. Bartell and is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial International 4.0 license. The Bathtub Mermaid is now on Patreon. If you like the stories and essays I'm sharing, and want occasional visits from Meme Del Mar, a actual woman of the sea, please consider subscribing. You can do that at patreon.com slash bathtubmermaid. For show notes, including complete credits and my contact information, please visit my website, bathtubmermaid.com. The Bathtub Mermaid Tales from the Tub is made possible by the contributions of patrons like Mark the Encaffeinated One, Selena Taylor, Charlotte and Ken Kennedy, Clay Robeson, Jason Banks of Nerds with Voices, Susan Fogel, and Nukechas of the Nighty Bites Podcast. Thanks for listening, and remember, never let your bathwater get too cold. Thanks for listening, and remember, never let your bathwater get too cold.